You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. Holy cow. First and third, two out. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Another chance to the left side. Hayes waits. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Come here to this gate. Open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one. Happy 2000. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game! Adam Vinatieri. No time on the clock. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Show me the money! Show me the money! What happened here? He got bit, Oh, my goodness. Holyfield bit by a dirty Mike Tyson. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? The Bears are who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Jordan with 43, 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan open, Chicago with the lead. Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mic. And we're finally back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here at Cafe Rays, 150 Motor Parkway, Hopog, New York. I'm finally back, and yes... I'm leading a show. I'm not with Tyler. So you got a little different communication with Errol Marks leading the show today here at Below the Mic. We haven't been on, Speedy, for now. I think it's been like four six, weeks. I think the last one was September 11th. Yeah. Or Is September it really six 12th. weeks? I, I, I either 11th or 12th. I don't remember. It's I don't like remember that. the last time I did Below the Mic. That's how long it's been. And I wanted to come back. I wanted to come back on a night where I was going to have a guest. I had somebody lined up, and I'm going to wait until next week to have him. And he might even be in the studio, and he was an ex-professional football player. Oh, so nice. uh, so I, you know, I've been working on some things. And I know a lot of people have been asking me. Uh, a couple of friends have reached out to me and said, What's, what happened to Below the Mic? Why aren't you doing Below the Mic anymore? And I said, there's so much going on and so much transition with the network I'm thrown off, and I come on other people's shows, and I know a lot of people say, well, why are you so different when you join other people's shows? And I tell this all the time. I am not the lead of the show. I take a step back. I actually take two or three, two or three steps back and just concentrate on what I'm talking about for my show, for Below the Mic or Down to the Wire or Caged MMA, which I think we're going to have tomorrow as well. Actually, I'm not going to be doing Caged MMA tomorrow. I have to DJ. But nevertheless, we're bringing back Caged MMA 
slowly but surely, everything's starting to fall back into place. We're going to have new shows. one 9977 is the number to call here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Cafe. Yes, the mm-hmm. cafe, the live cafe, Monday through Friday from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock at night. Shout out to Mike Guido and the Haystack. Shout out to our morning boys, which has been a sensational job they've done in the last two weeks. Mark Kelly, Ryan Hickey, and, and obviously our new guy, our new producer, your new boy, Austin. I call him AU, baby. AU. That's what you're going to call him now, Speedy. What was that sound? Are you throwing things away? Yes. On live radio? Apparently. What is wrong with you, Speedy? Have you lost the will to produce a show? I, I don't know, man. I, I, there's sometimes when I sit here and I watch some of the producers, and I'm not taking shots at Speedy. Some of these guys just sit there. They play around with the computer. They don't even realize what they're doing behind, behind the, the ends where they should be looking at the mixer. They should be looking at the board, everything, making sure that everything moves in a proper direction. But I'm not going to take shots at Speedy because he's put a lot of time and effort. He was here all the way since... This afternoon, 4 o'clock for a Matty Cap show. So you've been here for six hours. I, I don't like when you're sitting here for six hours. But, you know, this is Speedy Petey's life, man. I, I, so I have to give him a lot of credit. Thanks for Speedy Petey for staying on three shows today. I mean, that's a lot. And he's not going to get home to mommy and, oh, actually, grandma and grandpa until, like, what, 1230, 1 o'clock? <laughs> and they'll be asleep by then. Yeah, so there you go. So you get the, ho- the whole round of the house for yourself. You get to run the house all by yourself. Sure. Is that a good thing? Well, I have to still edit your show, so not necessarily. Well, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today. And we're going to have my picks. We're going to go through my picks where you still don't have all my new picks, but we're right. going to have my new picks up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Arrow's lot of. going to have a big lead over the rest of us. Probably. Probably. At I, least, I, I would say at least seven or eight game lead. Maybe more than that. Maybe more. I got to just open up my. Uh, my picks book. Well, I have it on my phone, actually. Okay. I, I keep my tabs on the game. So Th- there were all three winning weeks, weeks. So I only had one bad week, and it was still a winning week, but it was, it was right on the cusp of being a bad week for me. But Speedy. Yeah. Let's go to our news of the week. All righty. Here we go. Jalen Ramsey. Last week gets traded. For two first-round draft picks and a fourth-round draft pick to the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, since last week, has taken shots of the organization Jacksonville and all the stunning things that have happened the last couple of years with the coach, with the GM, and with the vice president of player personnel. As we all know it, the president, the guy that runs the ship, Tom Coughlin, uh, he, he's, he's spread out his unhappiness of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. The XFL is gonna is right around the corner. XFL player decides not to play in the XFL over low XFL salary. Now, I want to say this. I don't expect an organization, a wrestling organization, to pay their football players the money that they think that the NFL players are going to make or, or somewhere around the vicinity of the NFL players are going to make, they're going to make what N- WNBA players make. And that's like fifty to $70,000 a year. 
I don't know why they think they're going to make hundreds to hundreds of thousands of dollars. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think the highest WNBA is like 150000 That's yeah, like the I don't, best players. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, after adopting. Oh, I'm not going to read that one. Good Samaritan kills helping newlyweds Astros fan who died in a crash after watching the team win. I mean, Yikes. why? I mean, this has been the problem with not just the United States, but around the world. I understand you love your teams and and you love you love certain players on your teams, but why would you do this? A good Samaritan was struck and killed in Texas after she and her husband stopped on the side of the road to offer help to a scene of an early morning car crash that claimed the, the, the life of the newlyweds Houston Astro fan on his way home from the game. Eleanor Lyman, 46, was standing outside her vehicle FM 108, just after 2 a.m. on Sunday when he was struck, when struck, veered off the roadway and hit her. And the Dayton Police Department said in news release. So, I, 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 I don't even want to talk about that. It's just sad. But nevertheless, we got a lot of things to talk about today. So. How about Speedy? Let's go to a quick break. When we come back, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, when we actually come back, I got something to say about somebody in sports radio. And his name is Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to play a clip on why I got my problems with Stephen A. Smith here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network here at Cafe Rays when we come back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Below the Mic. We are live every single Thursday from 10 o'clock. Yes, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock at night. But we started a little late because we had Tyler Harrison in the studio yapping away like he always does. But I like Tyler. He's just a little out of his mind. And uh, we did go to a quick break because I was working on something for this segment. And we'll be working on segments on this show as we progress later this year. So I, I haven't been really working on the show because I've been working on everything else that's going on with our network. But there's going to be a lot of changes very, very soon. So I want to give a shout out to all the fans that are waiting for it. There'll be new shows, new talent, new events that we're going to be doing here for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. one 877 is the number. And guys, follow us on our social medias by going to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, TuneIn Radio iHeartRadio, Sirius Radio, you should be following us on every single social media outlet in the world if you're not following us. So I just want to let you guys know. Well, as everybody knows, I am not a big fan of Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) And Stephen A. Smith said something, something that really offends me about NBA, about the NBA right now, and about two superstars. One superstar that might go to one team, which could ruin everything as we know it. Speedy, hit the clip. is a show. Kyrie Irving is a show. That handle 
The way he dances on I people, clip, I guess. his ability to finish at the basket better than almost any little man you've ever seen in basketball. I'd put Allen Iverson in that category, of course. But the brother and what he can do with a basketball, ball handling skills that are unparalleled, he is box office. That's why you pay Kyrie Irving $140 million. That's why he was worth $200 million. He's box office. That's what he is. He's that kind of showstopper. And this brother last night showed everybody why. Without the services of Kevin Durant, it has you salivating for Kevin Durant to return, making you wonder what you're going to get once he does return. Because we all know what a superstar Kevin Durant is, don't we? We all know that there will be no such discussion as LeBron James or Kyrie Irving as the best player in basketball if Kevin Durant were healthy. We do know that, don't we? We better. Because Kevin Durant is one of the most efficient superstars you will ever see. And I am telling you for a fact, the Brooklyn Nets, once Kevin Durant arrives, will be title contenders because who are you going to definitively pick to knock off the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference if Kevin Durant returns? A matter of fact, here's what I'm willing to tell you. If Kevin Durant returns and he's healthy, Giannis said that the Kupo ain't staying in Milwaukee Pass next year. He'll leave for Golden State. Because why bother in the Eastern Conference with Kevin Durant and Kyrie? All right. All right. Close that off. I, I am so sick and tired, and I'll tell you this right now. Stephen A. Smith knows basketball. He knows basketball. I'll give him credit when credit is due. He knows nothing about boxing. He knows nothing about football. He knows nothing about baseball. If he says he knows something about tennis, I would believe him because he's an idiot. The fact that Stephen A. Smith has come out consistently saying with Kyrie Irving over there in Brooklyn and when Kevin Durant comes back, they are going to be the best team in the East. They're going to be an elite team in the East. He also says that when Kevin Durant comes back and he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, that the Greek freak, Giannis, is going to leave the Eastern Conference, leave Milwaukee, to flee to go play in Golden State. Now, the heart of a champion, the heart of a lion, okay, that everybody keeps talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, whatever his name is, Antetokounmpo, that he is the type of player that will stay with one organization. That would stay with Milwaukee even when his contract is up in one and a half years. That he would just pick up Jump on the bandwagon with Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and D'Angelo Russell. And by the way, how are they going to have the money for that in about less than two years? How are they going to pay Giannis, who's going to want 200 and some odd million dollars, maybe even three by the time that happens? 
How are they going to afford Giannis? They just paid Steph Curry $230 million. They just gave Clay Thompson $150 million. They just paid D'Angelo Russell $90 million. How the hell are they going to pay Giannis Onanakupo? The Greek freak. I, I'm so bad with his name, by the way. So bad with his name. You're not alone. Don't worry. <laughs> right now, the crap that comes out of some of these guys, these analysts that are making millions and millions of dollars around the country, these jokes, these morons, and I'm talking about Skip Bayless. <laughs> He's the worst. I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. I'm talking about J.J. from J.J. After Dark. I'm talking about Max Kellerman. This is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. And you know what? I've listened to Stephen A. Smith for years. Open his mouth. Open his trap. I was laughing at the Cowboys because the Jets beat him last week. He put it all over social media making that jokes. Was funny. <laughs> and laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Stephen, who are you a fan of in football? Not the Cowboys. Who are you rooting for? Whichever team beats the Cowboys. <laughs> what, are you a Giant fan? No, I just think he's a fan of whatever team beats the Cowboys. I mean, this guy gets paid to make fun of people. This guy gets paid to practically joke on teams like the organization of the Cowboys or make fun of the Yankees after the Yankees got knocked out by the Astros or make fun of the Jets, making, making it seem like the Jets are just not worthy any what's, not whatsoever to any football team when everybody knows on any given, any given Sunday, Thursday, or Monday – any team could win a football game. It's one game. I listened to him for years talk about Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's a joke. And, I, and he didn't say that. I'm saying that. Now, I'm not saying Floyd Mayweather isn't one of the best fighters of our era because he is. But he blows Floyd Mayweather up like he is like God's gift to the world. Why? Because you're friends with him? Because he actually lets you interview him? It, it, it's an absolute joke. And I, and I respect him when it comes to basketball comments. I, the, the shots that he took against uh, the 76ers, against the Celtics, even though the 76ers won, he wasn't too... He wasn't too accepted about the way the 76ers played. That he thinks the 76ers are overrated. They're not deep. That could hurt them. There are a lot of teams that are not deep, Speedy. That's fair. But if they want to talk about the powerhouse. But you're going to, hold on. But you're going to come out and say that when the Nets get Kevin Durant back, who just tore his Achilles, by the way, every single basketball player that's close to 30, that ever toured their Achilles, were never the same player. Never. And one of them 
we all do remember Kobe Bryant. When he tore his Achilles, I think at the age of 33, he came back, he wasn't the same player. He never was the same player. Now all of a sudden, Stephen A. Smith comes out, opens his big, fat blap of a mouth. And I'll tell you, listen, I'm not Stephen A. Smith, and I'm sure I don't have a lot of people like that listen to his show, listen to my show. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give you that. And this is not about drawing people to listen to this and this rant about what I think of Stephen A. Smith. But Stephen A. Smith is a big, you know, I, I won't even say it on live radio. He's a big ass. He knows nothing about sports. Nothing. Over 100 people got fired from ESPN a year and a half ago. And they paid this guy an extra 4 or $5 million to talk this rubbish on radio or this rubbish all over national TV on a stupid first take with Max Kellerman. The garbage that goes back and forth. Max Kellerman is a fan. All he does is talk trash about the Jets because he's a giant fan. Then I listen to Stephen A. Smith. He hates the Cowboys. He hates the Jets, just like Jamal Adams. He hates everybody. If, it, if it's no team that he likes or no player that he likes, if Kobe Bryant is not out there sitting on his knees kissing Kobe's ass... Or kissing LeBron's ass? Or Dwayne Wade's ass? The crap that comes out of that guy's mouth and this garbage saying Giannis Onokupo, uh, the, the Greek freak, is going to go over there to Golden State after Kevin Durant plays his first couple of games as a Brooklyn Net. That the, the Brooklyn Nets are no doubt going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. How do you figure that? What depth... Does the Nets have? Karis Levert? Well, he's a starter. He's not depth. I'm, I'm just talking about it. Who's their depth? Who's off their bench? Harris? Who is their depth? What do they have? I was, I was listening to it over in the offseason that they have more young talent than the New York Knicks. How? How? R.J. Barrett is better than any one of their players. Any one of their young players. Any one of them. They brought in the kid Portis. He's 24 years old, averaged 14 and 10 last year. He's probably better than any of their third or fourth tier players. He's a young player. He's 24. How about Julius Randle? Who do they have? That is 24 years old, as good as Julius Randle. The answer is nobody. Look at the look at the youth of the Knicks, and this is not even going taking shots because I know he likes making fun of the Knicks. The Knicks lost against the Spurs the other night. They should have won the game. They didn't play deep defense in the last five minutes of the game. That's why they lost. But you saw great growth, Marcus. Um, Morris. Mark, Marcus Morris looked really, really good his first game with the Knicks. Julius Randle looked like a beast, and I told you guys he's going to be even better in the Eastern Conference, in a weak Eastern Conference, as the number one option for the Knicks. And R.J. Barrett looked great. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see R.J. Barrett 
play the point guard position. What do we have, a caller? We do. God, put him through. Man, Errol, why can't you list Stephen A. Smith as hating the Dallas Cowboys as one of the good things about him? You know why? Because I, I agree with you, Jeff, that it is a little funny when he posted that thing up, making fun of the Cowboys because he lost against the, they lost against the Jets. But this is the same guy, the same guy that has been talking year in and year out about sports he has no idea. Did you, did you hear his take about the Boston Bruins last year in the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, but I take all of that with a grain of salt anyways because, I mean, let's be honest about ESPN only covers football and basketball. That's it. I understand they that. Don't cover they don't cover baseball. They don't know anything about baseball. They don't cover hockey. They don't know anything about hockey. All right. You have to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt. They're, you know, they have contracts. Are you right over there? I see you moving. I see. I hear you moving. Are you okay over there? Oh, I'm out. Uh, yeah, working out right now. But Okay. That's just one of the things, right? Like, they have contracts with the NBA that don't fight those games, and the NFL that don't fight those games. So that's all they talk about, right? It's all about money. No. So they don't, they don't televise NHL. They don't televise baseball, really, except for, what, Sunday nights? Sunday really? and Wednesday, so, like, I think it is, yeah. Right, so they don't talk about those things. That's why, you know, you, you hear ridiculous things from them. Yeah, and it bothers me more than anything because I do, I talk sports. I'm part of a radio network. And I, 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 everybody knows I'm not a fan of Stephen A. Smith. I can't stand the guy. I, I don't even like listening to his voice. This is a guy that brags about his career and where he's going with his career and that they're going to make a movie about him. Here's the movie that I would make about him. This is a guy that's full of baloney. This is a guy that knows nothing about football. Nothing. And the fact that his takes in boxing all has to do with Mayweather. He had the nerve to come out and say, besides Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather is the second best boxer of all time. This is the, that's the same guy that said something like that. That's as bad as the beef saying that, that Zeke Elliott could play behind the same uh, line Barry Sanders. Oh, my God. It, I, I could go that far. Mayweather's not better uh, than Rocky, think, Mas- Rocky Marciano. Yeah, but that's all, that's all subjective. Listen, I, I wouldn't have Mayweather that high either. I don't like the fact that he ducked Pacquiao in Pacquiao's prime for so long. I'd have Roy Jones ahead of him. But, again... You got to take that stuff with a grain of salt. You got to look at who you're dealing with. No, I understand what I'm dealing with. I just disagree on everything that that guy says. The only time I would give him credit for was when LeBron decided that he was going to Miami. A week before he made his decision, he said he's going to Miami. I'm 120% sure he's going to Miami. That was the only take that I got from him that I could say, okay, Steven knows what he's talking about. But this guy has been. A mockery on sports radio. A mockery. He's a, his own radio show on ESPN. His own radio show on ESPN. His radio show. And I understand why people listen to him. Controversial. Guy's got his own opinions towards things. He likes to make fun of the New York's, you know, the New York media, even though he is a part of the New York media. I understand why he makes his money the way he makes his money. Anybody can do what Stephen A. Smith does. Anybody. Now, I'm not saying I'm Stephen A. Smith, nor do I want to be Stephen A. Smith. But this is a man that mocks New York sports the way he does. And you're in a New York market making New York market money. And this is a guy that just is back and forth with his own attitude. If a team plays well, and you know this, Jeff, I know you're, everybody knows you're a Patriot fan. 
Everybody knows that. You're, you're a Boston, you're a Boston fan because you're from Boston and you live in Tampa. You take care of your grandmother. Highly noted. I give you a lot of credit to spend the time and you put the time and you put your life in hold to take care of your grandmother. And that I envy about you. Yeah, I'm a good guy. But this is a man that follows sports the way he wants to follow sports. He wants to say things controversial so people can talk about it every day. And you're going to say, well, that's what sports radio is all about. You want to say controversial things because it draws people to listen or uh, follow you all over social media. The problem is, is what he says is not valid. How could he say validly that if Kevin Durant comes back with the Nets next year, Giannis is going to flee and he's going to go to the Golden State Warriors? How do you know that? Are you hanging out in Giannis's trousers and he's talking to his girlfriend about it and you're, he's telling you that in a, on a walkie-talkie? Come on, man. How the hell do you know? Giannis doesn't even know where he's going after this. You don't even know if Giannis... He came out and said he doesn't like big cities, though. So, so why would he go there? Right. Why would he go no, to Golden State? I think State? he's absolutely staying. The fact is, Stephen A. Smith just wants to make... A name. He wants everybody to talk about it. So if Giannis decides, hey, he's going to go to Golden State, he's going to say he's right. If he doesn't go to Golden State, he's going to say, well, I guess he realized that he doesn't like the big cities, and I talked to Giannis, and Giannis wanted to do this. And this. The guy just wants to make him be the center of attention. Listen, Stephen, and this is a fact for me, and I don't like you. I don't like you on sports radio. I don't even like looking at your face. Because I think your, your voice is annoying. Annoying. And by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Stephen A. Smith because he, he was boxing and he hurt his arm and he had to get shoulder surgery. I feel bad for him over there because I, I can only imagine the pain that he's going through. But him as a person, this man doesn't know crap about anything but basketball. He doesn't know nothing. And he's talking about basketball. And I'll tell you this right now. Giannis is not going anywhere else besides Milwaukee. And if he does, it's going to be a small city. It's going to be a small city. Like Phoenix, Arizona, or something like that, where he's going to go to a team, which is a a young team, up-and-coming team, where he's going to have a chance to win with that team in the Western Conference. But here's the thing. Why would Giannis even go out West? The West is so much better than the East. Even if they're the second team in the Eastern Conference, that Milwaukee team can knock off uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Absolutely could. Who do the Nets have besides Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Le- I, I just said Lavert. Lavert, Dinwiddie, Allen is their starting lineup. Yeah, Dinwiddie. Let's see how good Dinwiddie is this year with Kyle, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, the ball hog. Let's see how Dinwiddie plays when he's trying to score 50 every single night. Because that's what he did. How many shots did he have the other night? 30 shots? 33 shots? Why the hell is Kyrie Irving shooting 30-something shots in a game? If you have such a good team, such a depthful team, great depth. The only reason why a superstar scores 50 points in a game is because your team friggin' stinks. And all I kept hearing in the offseason is the reason why Kevin Durant didn't want to go to the Knicks because the Nets have better young talent than the Knicks do. 
What a crock of you-know-what. What a crock. That is so untrue, it's not even close to the truth. Kevin Durant didn't go to the Knicks because the Knicks didn't offer him anything. That's why Kevin Durant didn't go to the Knicks. Harry shot 33 shots. 33 shots. He took, how many shots were shot in the game? In the whole game. In the whole game. I will bet you there was about 65 shots shot, shot in that game, and he shot half of them. Kyrie Irving. That just tells you how bad the depth of the, the Brooklyn Nets team is. Now, when I heard in the offseason, well, uh, Kyrie Irving didn't want to go to the Knicks because he grew up in that fan and he thinks the Nets have a better chance of winning. How? Where? Who? What, when, where, why? What social studies, what, what story do you want to write about that? I mean, the Nets did make the playoffs last they year. Absolutely did. And it had a lot to do with D'Angelo Russell, who's no longer with that organization or team. Now he's with Golden State. The Net, uh, Kyrie Irving shot 33 of the Nets' 101 shots. Oh, I'm sorry. 101. That's a lot of shots. 101 well, shots. the game was also an overtime. Game. So he shot more than a quarter of their shots. Yeah, about a third. He shot a third. He shot a third of the, the Brooklyn Nets shots. Yeah, and he, he scored 50 points. He's 17 of 33, 7 for 14 from 3. He shot 14 of the Nets' 34 three-point attempts. And he, if you listen to Stephen A. Smith on that quote, oh, he's box office. This is the same Stephen A. Smith that when the, the Cleveland Cavaliers were down 3-1 to one against the Golden State Warriors against that 73-win team, which is arguably the greatest NBA team in NBA history. And he said there is no way, any way in hell, LeBron James is going to come back in this series because Kyrie Irving is not the answer. He's not the second answer to that series. And he was. That same Stephen A. Smith, the same Stephen A. Smith that said there's no way no way the Cavaliers are coming back if they're going to rest their soul on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Well, in his defense, Kevin Love was playing horribly in that series. It doesn't matter. He said that. I mean, but you still got to love that he hates the Cowboys, though. <laughs> I just don't like when a guy goes on national radio and says the things that he says, and, and it completely is wrong. It's boring, and it's wrong. And people, and he's making millions of dollars. People, ESPN and Disney is absolutely paying him millions and millions of dollars talking the crap because he's got a million followers on Twitter. I mean, but sometimes people are wrong, though. That's just what it is. Sometimes people are wrong. Did you issue an apology ever when you said Tom, the cut on Tom Brady's hand was made up? I knew, I knew you were going to bring that up again because you like to bring that up all the time. <laughs> that is your so, go-to, Jeff. That is your go-to, and I know I'm waiting for the, the time that you say, say that all the time. And, again, I said, again, and I will come factual. back and yeah, say it. But, again, hold on. It's factual. You're ripping on him for being wrong. You said that, and you were wrong. Like, sometimes people are wrong. Here's the thing. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> never admits when he's wrong. And, Speedy, you can't, you can't put the volume up on that because – He's away from his phone. He's working out. Oh, okay. I got my earbuds in. What of it? My point here is Stephen A. Smith should not be on radio, shouldn't be on TV. 
And he shouldn't be opening his mouth, taking shots just because he's trying to sell to the public eye. And I understand you're trying to find, you find a way to banter something or talk. Giannis is not going to the Golden State Warriors. He's not. He's not going out west. He'll stay in the east. I think the Knicks have a better chance to get Giannis, the, free, the Greek freak, than the Golden State Warriors well, do. Well, he doesn't want a big city. Though, I'm, so I'm, just, I'm just saying. I don't, think he's leaving, I don't think he's leaving where he is. No, I don't think so either. I'm just saying I, if he doesn't want to go to a big city, why would he want to go to the Knicks? Why would he like to go to the Golden State Warriors? I didn't say that either. I, I, I see him leave. I, I, I yeah, but if he leave. leaves, it's not going to be for a big market. He, he already mentioned that. He's uh, yeah, obviously international player. He's a family guy. Obviously, three of his brothers are in the NBA. I, he, he wants to – I, I would imagine his, he wants to stick to Two Milwaukee. of his brothers. Two of his brothers. Oh, two of his brothers? Two of his brothers. Okay. So – one of them that plays in the D League and the other one. Okay. So, yeah, regardless, I think if he were to leave, it would have to be, one, because Milwaukee doesn't want to pay him, or two. Well, but, that's why Milwaukee brought his brother in. Right. And also, again, he, if he wouldn't want to go a big city, it would, it would probably be either maybe a smaller market West contender or maybe an East Coast, again, smaller market contender where he could be, again, closer to his family. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he is either. I'm just saying. I if, just think it's a crock. If he were you know to leave, the 10% chance of if he were to leave, I think that's where it would it's be. an embarrassment. I don't think he would, think he would go an to the Knicks, the Nets, or Golden State. I don't even care like where he's going. He's not going to the Golden State Warriors, and I think I it's rubbish. What? I could see him in Golden State. I cannot. No. I cannot well, see him going to Golden State. Did you think Kevin Durant was going to end up there? That organization is good at selling people. I believe right, but Kevin Durant also. Kevin Durant's also a different kind of personality than Giannis is. Giannis, I think, is more of the quiet superstar. Kevin Durant fit it right in with so those Kevin kinds Durant. of guys. Kevin Durant, eh, no. Kevin Durant was now, a... Listen, listen, did you think Golden State was a, was a jumping-off point for uh, D'Angelo Russell? They sold him yeah, but that Golden was a, State, too. D'Angelo, dude, you got to give it to Golden State. They're good at selling people on their organization. They're good at selling their, their, their organization, but their organization has won how many championships because of the talent that they practically brought in and bought? I mean, Kevin Durant, say what Absolutely you want. Absolutely not true. Well, I know you're going to say Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I know what you're going to say. They're three talented players. Guys. Yeah, they, they drafted all those guys, and for some reason, they can afford all these guys. For some reason. I, and they brought in Kevin Durant. Like, they needed Kevin Durant. Like, they needed Kevin Durant to win championships. They won a championship without Kevin Durant. They didn't need him, but they brought him in because they wanted a sure thing. And now they're going to talk. Now they think they're going to talk Giannis, uh, the Greek freak, to come over there and play with the garbage. They're done. The Golden State Warriors are done. Doesn't Stephen A. Smith understand that? They're done. They're, they're, they're not winning another championship for the next five, seven, eight, nine years. Steph Curry will never hold another championship in the air. I'll guarantee it. I'll guarantee it. I'm going to remember you said that. I, you remember I said that. Steph Curry what, will never... What, are you never, the uh, Freezing Cold Takes Twitter account, Jeff? Steph Curry will never win a championship with the Golden State Warriors again. He'll never. Maybe win another team if he ever gets traded or something happens and he'll fall out. He will never win another championship with the Golden State Warriors. Never. And that's with D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, and their health. And they're going to lose what's-his-name again next year. Draymond? Draymond Green. Really? Yes. Wow. I absolutely believe they're going to lose Draymond Green next year. Wait, didn't they re-sign Draymond? No. No. Nope. He's a free agent after this year. And I do not see them bringing Draymond Green back. 
So yeah, that's a very small team. If you don't, though, they're gonna they'll, they'll go after some big men. They'll probably draft a big man. They have they have draft picks. Sure, but he also again as great defensively is great passing as he is, and he fits that system. So I feel like they would bring him back. How do you know? Maybe they trade for Adams from OKC. Who knows what they're planning to do? You don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, Adams gonna be a Celtic. I'm just saying. Anything's possible. Who knows what their, their plans are? I just I know Draymond Green will not be a Golden State Warrior next year. He's going to want a lot of money next year. He's going to, if he has anywhere close to the season he had, he's going to have a better season this year because Kevin Durant's no longer there. So he's going to average close to 20. He's going to average his 11 or 12 rebounds. He's going to be a top defender in the league, and he's going to pass five or six assists. You don't think he's going to get a big, huge contract? He's going to make close to $160, million, $170 million. Right, but the Warriors were able were able to re-sign um, Kevin Durant, and the fact that he's not there means they still have a slot open for a max contract. They could bring in Andrew. Well, Delbo. no, they did. They brought D'Angelo Russell in, and they gave D'Angelo Russell a max. That's contract. on a one. Year, that, that's on a one year deal, though. Yeah, but they're going to have to pay him, and I and I and I I think D'Angelo Russell. If you ask me, I think D'Angelo Russell is better than Draymond right, Green. Right, but he. He might not fit, though, either. We'll we see. see how D'Angelo Russell fits They'll in the system. They'll be fine. He'll be fine. Draymond Green's been there for seven years, and Steph Curry knows what he likes to do. Obviously, Clay Thompson, when he comes back, he, they, know, they, they know the chemistry. So if unless Draymond Green either has a drastic injury or just drops off badly without Durant, I really can't see them not bringing him back. I feel like he would be the priority to sign, unless D'Angelo Russell's an MVP candidate. Well... I beg to differ. Jeff, we got to go to a quick break, man. Awesome, buddy. It's always good talking to you. I just wish you'd give Stephen A. a little break because his hate for the Cowboys is just what everybody needs. Go ahead. Say it. Hashtag ban the beef. There it is. one 877 When we come back, more. In the NFL, when we come back, and I have a lot to talk about, we're going to make our picks. I've got some information to give you guys this week in fantasy, who you should or should not play this week in fantasy here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and below the mic when we come back. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Little Iron Man here. Here we go. Come on. Look at you, Speedy. You love this track, man. Do you dance to this? I want to see you dance. You got to dance. Give us a little bit of a... <laughs> I love it. one 877 is the number. Below the mic, here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Cafe. Hop Hog, New York. Cafe Rays, guys. We're here at Cafe Rays every day. Monday through Friday from 8 o'clock at night. I mean, 8 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. I'll tell you, man, I am tired as hell, man. But, you know, I, I told you guys we were going to come back with the show. We're back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Studios. 
Uh, like I said, the beginning stages of the show were a little off today. I, again, I've been trying to get some information throughout the, the, the show that I wanted to talk about. Um, this story was really, really interesting, and I, I, I wanted me and Speedy to really get into this when we got into the football segment. Man arrested for allegedly stealing Tom Brady's jersey from the Patriots Hall of Fame. Anybody else having deja vu from the Super Bowl in 2017 when Tom Brady's game-worn jersey was embezzled out of New England Patriots locker room moments after the defeat of the Atlanta Falcons. On Thursday, another TB12 thread among other team memorabilia was reportedly taken from the Patriots Hall of Fame Gillette Stadium. The thief escape plan, however, wasn't nearly as prolific as the heist. Local authorities apparently picked him off in the parking lot of Patriots play sporting the stolen jersey underneath his jacket. Here's the thing. Why is it when you hear cheating and stealing, it goes back to the New England Patriots? I don't know. Is it me? I'm not saying this. I know Jeff is going to call the show and say, oh, here you go, taking shots at my Patriots. I'm not taking shots. All I'm saying is, when it seems like memorabilia is getting stolen, it's coming from the Patriots' way. I mean, obviously, fake autograph signings, that comes from the Giants' way. (laughs) But this is a funny story because it seems like Tom Brady, nobody can get enough of Tom Brady's game-worn jersey. How do we even know it's game-worn? I know, that's, I, I know what you're going to say. Well, there you go again. The same thing you said about Tom Brady's cut on his arm. I'm just, I'm just saying. Why? Because there's a stain on the jersey? That means it was game-worn? I mean, it's ridiculous. It seems like it, it never ends with the Patriots. If, like I said, if it has nothing to do with stealing, it's cheating. So I just wanted to get into that story. Speedy, are you ready to make our picks? Yeah. So let's go through our picks, and then we'll get into baseball. You ready? Go ahead, Speedy. All right, so you had the Vikings tonight? Yes. Okay. All right, so we both got that one right. We'll start with your New York Jets, or as Matty Caps likes to call them, New York Ghostbusters, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You... Go ahead. All right. So Did I... you make your picks already? Uh, yes, I did on his show. Do you want to go first then? Or... Then let me just talk. Okay. Let me go through go it. Go, go, go All for right. It. So who do we got? Uh, Jets at Jaguars. It's an interesting game, and I know the Jaguars' young quarterback looked really, really good on the field. I know Sam Donald's going to want to go into Jacksonville and have a better game than he had in MetLife Met Stadium the other night against the Patriots. The Patriots absolutely blew him out. Uh, he claimed to see Ghost. I think the way he used his wording was completely offset. He didn't see any ghosts on the field. So I, I just... I think it was a big mistake for Sam to say something like that because it's going to be used against him for the next, I don't know, next year until he proves himself as a quarterback. But this game, Jacksonville's defense is just unbelievable. I know they lost Jalen Ramsey. I know it doesn't look very, very good for their coach by the end of the year, but I still think Jacksonville is the better team. The Jets still need to figure things out offensively. Their offensive line stinks. They can't keep their offensive linemen on the field. They want to get surgery. They can't even... They can't even work out a surgery situation with one of their players 
And it seems like there's just a lot of problems going on in Jets land. I do not see the Jets winning this game. Jacksonville wins the game 19-17. All right, I had 20-14, so pretty similar. All right, uh, Giants at Detroit. Interesting game. I'll tell you this right now. Detroit is one of my surprise teams this year. They've played very, very good football. Last couple of weeks, they've been on and off. I think... Their young tight end is going to have a fantastic game against that Giants defense, especially in the open field. None of their linebackers can keep up with this kid, Hawkinson. I think that this kid is going to have, TJ Hawkinson is going to have one of those games that it's, you're going to see superstardom right before your eyes. I think he's going to have a fantastic game. And Detroit, their offensive line, um, Stafford has been unbelievable this year. Matthew Stafford has been one of the most underrated quarterbacks this year. He's played very, very well. And I like what he's doing right now in in Lions land in Detroit. So I'm going to take Detroit in this game, 24-14. Same margin of victory for me. I have them Detroit 27-17. All right, Denver at Indianapolis. I think it really, 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 really hurt De- um, Denver trading away Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, this guy is your best wide receiver. He's been your best wide receiver for the last three years. I know he's been fighting injury. He came back from an injury from last year to this year. He hasn't had that explosive season that a lot of people thought he was going to have or where he said he was going to have at the age of 32. They traded him away. He's going to a good team, a team that's going to use him in their offense. What scares me about Denver is I don't think Denver has anything to play for in this game. Anything to play for in this game. And I think that's going to be a huge problem. I, I think they really need to see if they have their future quarterback on the bench. Joe Flacco's career is over. I mean, he looks terrible. This defense, there have players. The trade deadline is coming up on Thursday, right? Uh, no, that's next week. So you have a week. I try to move I try to move as many players as you can and rebuild. Indianapolis, that offensive line is fantastic. I don't want to hear about Tyler saying Brissett is the future of that organization. He's not. But that offensive line is for real. That defense is for real. That front seven is for real. And they're going to get healthy at the right time. I like Indianapolis in this game, 24-20. I actually went with the upset here with Denver. I think their run defense has gotten better, and if there's any team that was used to having no pass rush, it was the Broncos. They were terrible the first three weeks. And Denver okay. has won back-to-back weeks. And they played okay anyway, so I think I, I have them in the upset here. The Colts are weird. They, they'll beat good teams, and they'll lose to a team like the Raiders, so I don't know. All right, uh, kind of the I was right bowl, two teams I was expecting to drop off playing, the Chargers at the Bears. I can't. I can't believe how bad the Chargers are this year. I really can't. And the Bears, the Bears need this game. They really need this game. I mean, they have games, and I I, I know Mitchell Chabinski has been hurt, and they're using their backup quarterback, and and, and I, I think Mitchell Chabinski will be playing in this game this week. But even with Mitchell Chabinski in Chicago, I still worry about Chicago. The defense has fallen apart in certain aspects of the game, especially in the fourth quarter. They rely too much on their star power up front. If they're going to win, they're going to have to use their defense in all sets of fashion. The nickel, the dime, in the open field, in the slot. They need to use their secondary. It's been the problem all all, all year, their secondary. I want to see Chicago's secondary wake up. I'm going to say Chicago's going to win this game. It's going to be a really, really close game. I think the Chargers will stay in this game because they're going to play, and Phillip Rivers is going to play hard, especially people saying that he's washed up. I like Chicago in this game because they're at home. 27-24. 
I went Chicago too, but a lower scoring game, uh, twenty to sixteen. Bears. I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to run all over the Chargers. I don't think it'll be him. I think it'll be the running backs. All right, uh, Eagles at the Bills. This is going to be a fun game this week because if the Eagles lose this week, they're in a lot of trouble. And if the Bills win this week, man, they're in a right state of mind, man. Because if you look at the Bills right now, they're five and one. They're having a great season. Josh Allen looks like a superstar quarterback. They have a young young running back in Singleton, who I think is going to be Singletary, who's going to be very, very good. I, I, I think I think this team is stacked defensively. This is one of the best defenses in football. I would say a top five defense in football. They can get to the quarterback. They're the only team that came close to knocking off the Patriots. I think they're the number one pass defense in football right now. So I think, I, and I, I wouldn't be so surprised if they're one of the teams that can knock off the Patriots in the playoffs too because they have a great pass rush. But I like Philly in this game. I like Philly in this game. I know a lot of people would probably think I'm nuts, but I like Philly in this game. I think Philly, after coming off a bad loss last week, is going to come out strong. Carson Wentz is going to have his best game of the season. If you have Carson Wentz, I play him against this defense. I think he's going to throw over 300 yards in this game. And he's going to give him a team that hasn't really, a lot of teams that haven't scored three touchdowns against them, he's going to throw for three touchdowns in this game. I like Philadelphia in this game. 21-17. Yep, I had Eagles 23-21. I don't think Wentz gets three touchdowns, though. I think he gets only one. All right, uh, Seahawks at Falcons. This is pretty easy. Seattle's going to win this game. I, I just think Atlanta is pretty much, they're sending away players. They traded they traded Sanu to the, the Patriots for a second-round draft pick. I wouldn't be so surprised if you hear another big name get traded. Vic Beasley's been rumored a lot, too. So. Yeah, I, I could see an offensive lineman going, teams that need offensive linemen. I think they're going to start restocking. This is a team that is getting old. They are. I'm sorry. They're getting old. Their offense is their defense. Yes, is still but that, that's the problem. They're all, they were been, they've been an offensive team practically for the last five years, and their defense has fallen apart. And I think Quinn's going to be gone at the end of the season. And the defensive coordinator. I really like Seattle in this game. Russell Wilson, who's had a fantastic season. I'll take Seattle in this game in Atlanta. 24-14. Isn't it weird? Seattle's only two losses this year are at home, and yet they're undefeated on the road. Yep. Yeah, I have Seattle too, 34-21. I think they'll be able to run over an Atlanta defense that has not been able to stop the run. All right, Bengals at the Rams in London. Who cares? I mean, seriously, who cares? I think the Rams are going to win, obviously. I, I don't like the Bengals. I don't like their coach. I don't like their quarterback. They're trying to trade away A.J. Green. A.J. Green will probably be gone uh, before the trade deadline. There are some rumors like the Texans could be interested. There's a couple of teams that could be the very— Texans, I don't think of anything left to trade, though. <laughs> Hey, listen, they're one of the teams that I've heard. You put them on the other side of Hopkins, they could be very explosive. Um, right, but I think a t- another team that can pay out more will pay out more. We'll see. I, I don't know if you're going to get more than a third-round draft pick for A.J. Green. So, But I, I like the Rams in this game. I'm going to take the Rams because of their defense, not because of their offense. 24-14. Yeah, I actually have the Rams too, but I actually think it'll be closer than people expect just because I don't know if they can run on a bad Bengals run defense with the issues that they've had with Gurley and their other running backs. So I had the Rams 23-21. Also, like you, kind of because of their defense. All right, Tampa at Tennessee. This is going to be an interesting game because I think this could be a shock and Tampa knock off Tennessee because Tennessee is never consistent. They have not been consistent in the two years that Vrabel's been there. 
They're just inconsistent. And do you trust Marcus Mariota this week? I don't know if I do. It's Jameis no, Winston. starting. Is this Tannehill? I yep. thought Jameis Winston. I thought they were going to start Jameis Winston. I mean, um, no, uh, Marcus Mariota. Starting. Yep. So Tannehill's starting? Yeah. So could you trust Tannehill? I would trust Mariota over Tannehill. So I don't really like this game for the Tennessee Titans, but it is at home. So I'm going to take the Titans because I, I don't know what I don't know what offense are they going to provide with Jameis Winston over there in Tennessee. So I'm going to take Tennessee in this game because of the running game. I think Derrick Henry is going to have an explosive game. I'm going to say 21 to 12. Derrick Henry against the number one run defense. You think he'll break out? Yes. Wow, that is a bold prediction. Yes. Yeah, I got the Titans too. They've done well against top receiving cores. Those corners have played really well this year. And outside rushing against running quarterbacks is not good. It's so. the least you expect it. You don't expect them to run the ball, so they're going right. to run the ball. So I, I had the Titans as well, 21-17. I, think, I, I agree. I think it could go either way, but I, I'll take the Titans as well. All right, last of the 1 o'clock games, Cardinals at the Saints. I think the Cardinals have really been impressive. They really have. I mean, you're, you're looking at Kyler Murray. I think he's a future superstar in this league. I don't want to hear about how his size is. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. Look at Baker Mayfield. Look at all these quarterbacks. And I'm, I know Baker hasn't been successful this I year. I is that the one to judge? No, but, but there are quarterbacks that are small in this league that have been successful. I like what I've seen with Kyler Murray. I think he's been very impressive. And Kingsbury's looked very, very impressive. A lot of people made fun of Kingsbury's hire. Hiring, I think he's, so far, he's looked like a good hiring for the Arizona Cardinals with all their weaknesses in their offensive line and even some of the weaknesses in their defense. But they're playing the Saints. And the Saints are the real deal. They have arguably the best offensive line in football, arguably the best defense in football. They have arguably the best quarterback in football, even though he's not playing. Is he coming back this week? He could. Sean Payton said it's going to be a game-time decision. I wouldn't bring him back if I were the Saints, but there is a chance. If he comes back, it's a blowout. If he doesn't, they still win. I think they're going to run all over the place in this game. I like the Saints in this game, 24-14. You picked that score th- uh, four times already. Yeah. Wow. Lots of 24-14s. Yeah, I had the card. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not very, you know, I don't care about the scores. No, just funny. I just Yeah, to... I don't care about the scores. No, it's fine. I had the Saints as well, 30-14. to 14. I, I could think... do the over-unders if you want. I don't even think it matters if Brees comes back. I think they'll dominate either way, whether it's Bridgewater, who played great last week against Chicago, and that defense, like you said, is really good. They'll count out the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, know. I just think it's a bad matchup for them for such a running-oriented team. The Saints have a really good run defense. The Cardinals really don't have the weapons to stretch the field either. All right, uh, first of the 4 o'clock game is the Oakland Raiders and the Houston Texans. This is going to be a fun game to watch. As crazy as it may seem, Oakland's been very surprising. They really have. And I like the way they're being coached. Chucky looks like he's back. He's redder than ever. And I think that this team is a year away from being a really, really good team, the Oakland Raiders. I think next year they're back. They're going to be in... uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. So they'll be in their new stadium next year. I've been very impressed. They lost Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown didn't work out. I think they've been a better and more elusive team without Antonio Brown. But they're going into Houston and Deshaun Watson. And I don't think this defense is going to be able to stop Deshaun Watson. I, I, I just don't. I don't think this secondary. They have some good young players. I don't think they're they're good enough to get to Deshaun Watson. If they do get to Deshaun Watson, he's going to run all over them. I like Houston in this game. In Houston, I think it's going to be close. 21-18. 
I actually went with the upset here with the Raiders because I think it's interesting. They, the Raiders just or the Texans just traded for Gary and Conley, who was with the Raiders. Will Derek Carr and John Gruden know Conley better or vice versa? It's going to be very interesting. And I give the edge to Gruden and Carr in that spot. So I'll take the Raiders. And also the Raiders actually have the second best run defense in the NFL. I didn't even realize that. So I don't think the Texans will be able to run like they have in previous They don't run games. anyways. So I got the Raiders in the upset. They don't run. They run with no, Deshaun Watson. I understand that, but I'm just saying. That's that, different. That was big against the Chiefs. That was that was big at, what was it, Jack, against Jacksonville when they won in Jacksonville. So I think that, that it's going to be harder. So I, I have the Raiders. Close game, 28-24. Okay. Uh, Browns and Patriots. I think this game is going to be very, very close. Matter of fact, I think the Browns at one point will have a chance to win this game. I really do. But I don't think they're going to win. They're going into New England. And I just think New England, they're riding high what they did to the New York Jets and embarrassed the New York Jets. And I guess they're now the ghosts of Christmas Eve for <laughs> Sam Darnold. So I don't think we're going to hear any. We're going to be listening to this all season long about these ghosts. But nevertheless, maybe they had a, maybe they cheated and they put these fake fake ghosts on the field. I don't know. Uh, I think I think the New England Patriots are gonna they're gonna beat them. And they're going to beat them at the end of the game by at least a touchdown and a field goal. I I would say a 10-point win. 27-17. Yeah, the Patriots as well. 34-17. I think it will be more of a blowout. I think Nick Chubb plays well, but that's it for the Browns. All right, last of the 4 o'clock games. This should be a really good one. Carolina at the 49ers. This is going to be the game of the week. This is the game of the week. Because I think Carolina can go into San Francisco and knock off the San Francisco 49ers. I am going to take the upset this week. I'm going to take Carolina in this game. Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to run against this defense. This great defense who looks really, really good. Bosa looks like he could be rookie defensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. He's been that good. Carolina wins this game by... By one point, 17-60. I had the Niners in this one, 23-17. I agree with you. I could see the upset coming, too. However, the one thing they did lose because of the bye week, that momentum they had on the four-game win streak. If it was last week, I probably would pick them, but losing a little momentum could hurt. So I got the 49ers, 23-17. All right, Sunday Night Football. This game lost a little lust with the Patrick Mahomes injury. Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay, Kansas City. Green Bay. I don't care. I, I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is in this game. Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers again. And if Aaron Rodgers is anywhere close to the player he was three, four years ago, there is nobody, I repeat, nobody that will beat them in the playoffs. I could see Green Bay versus New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. I could see it. Aaron Rodgers versus they can get the Brady. one seed, yeah. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I could see it. And I could see Aaron Rodgers beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I could also see Tom Brady beating Aaron Rodgers. And that would be great because it'll be the talk of this station. Who's better? Aaron Rodgers. That was one of the first arguments I ever witnessed between you and the beef. Or Tom Brady. I think for three straight days you argued about that. And if Aaron Rodgers knocks off Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, oh boy, oh boy, would I be happy. I'd be very happy. Because it'll be something to stick right down the Patriot fans' face and why I think Aaron Rodgers 
He's a better quarterback. I think it's very possible if they get the number one seed. Because if they have to go to New Orleans, I think it'll be hard. And and their coach, their young coach, looks really good, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good play calling and everything. And Aaron Rodgers had his best best game. I think one of his best games of his career. Really. 419 yards, I think he had. I think he had five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, and he ran a touchdown in. I mean, he had a fantastic. I mean, if you had him on fantasy, forget about it. I mean, he won you that. He won you that week. So, I have Green Bay winning this game, and I have him beating them handily, especially that Patrick Mahomes is not playing. Um, Green Bay wins 24-14. Yeah, I have Green Bay as well. I think it's going to be very hard for Kansas City. Their defense it. looks really good too. Yeah, the the Packers defense looks really good. They they the Chiefs don't have the one thing that exposes one Packers weakness, which is the inside run defense. The Chiefs don't really have that. Their run game has been iffy all year. And obviously Matt Moore is not going to supply that like Mahomes can, the passing attack. So I had the Packers as well. I think Aaron Jones is a big game as well. Gets a bad run defense. I believe they're the second worst in the league after the Bengals. So I'll take the Packers 27-13. All right, Monday night sloppy game probably. Dolphins-Steelers. I can't believe that's a Monday night game. Steelers have this game. It's ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it. Steelers win... 35 to 14. I mean, I think it will be sloppy. I think it will be close, but it'll be ugly, and I agree. Steelers win 16 <laughs> 12. I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think they're going to kill Miami. Miami stinks. They do, but they, they did put up a fight last week. I don't think it's going to be much of a fight this week. All right. That's our picks of the week. Mm-hmm. And I did take an upset Carolina upsetting the 49ers, ladies and gentlemen. Before we go, I want to get into the Major League playoffs, and I want to talk about the Nationals. And Right now, the Nationals are up 2-0 against the Houston Astros. And all I've been hearing on all our shows is that the Yankees, they need to, they need to get rid of Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, and that the, I don't know what the Yankees are going to do in the offseason. I will tell you guys this, and I'm not speaking as a Yankee fan. As everybody knows, I'm a Yankee fan. Speaking as an honest analyst when it comes to baseball, the Yankees will add another bat in that lineup, at least one, because I think Brett Gardner's done. I think the Yankees will add or trade one of their young top prospects, a Clint Frazier or Floreal, for a, a, a better hitter that they think is going to fit in their lineup. I, I think that could happen. I think you're going to see a, you're going to see the young kid Garcia early in the season because I think he's the future number one. He's their ace in the future for the Yankees organization at 20. And I will tell you this: the Yankees will go after a top end pitcher this year. A Garrett Cole, if Steven Strasburg is available, they will go after Steven Strasburg. They will go after one of the big targeted names that are going to be out there in the offseason. No question, no doubt. I don't care who the, who the Red Sox bring in as their GM. If he's from Tampa, if he's the smartest baseball mind in all of sports. 
it's going to take him years to rebuild that farm system. Well, if the Red Sox are going with that kind of GM, they're probably not going to spend a lot of money just because of the way the Rays have operated. They're probably going to go with more of a smart move approach, especially with all the big contracts they already have. They're probably bringing him in to do a smart move approach, especially with the pitchers because they don't have a lot with the pitchers. So I, I don't see the Red Sox being a huge spending spree kind of team like they used to be. And, and, and as everybody knows, and I've, I've listened to this over and over again, I was in the barbershop today with a Red Sox fan saying that oh, the Yankees are out, the Red Sox won the World Series last year. The Red Sox didn't even make the playoffs this year. you got players that don't even want to be there anymore. Your top player, your number one player, he doesn't even want to be there anymore, Mookie Betts. That's saying a lot about the organization. The organization's rebuilding. They're not going to win for a while. The Yankees are a player or two away. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the race. They're a player or two away of being a, a challenge to the Astros. And if they take Garrett Cole away from the Astros, the Astros are done. Not necessarily. They're done. No, because they, they've, they could find another Garrett Who? Cole. They've done it with pitching in the past. So. They're not going to find another Garrett Cole. But, but, well, yeah, but think about this. What was Garrett Cole before that? A big question mark with two or three bad years in a row. You don't think the Astros could find another guy like that? Yeah, Strasburg, if they're lucky. Well, no, I'm not even saying a big name. I'm saying a guy they can rebirth into somebody that can be a lot better than they were because the Astros have done a very good job in terms of developing pitchers and making them work that weren't expected to be that good. And I do believe if the Nationals win the World Series, Steven Strasburg will not be back in a national uniform. I absolutely believe It's possible, but they're also a very aggressive front office. Yes, and they also have a lot of money. They have one of the richest owners in all of sports. And especially since they didn't sign Bryce Harper, that gives them a lot more leeway. But I I have to give... The problem is they also have to sign Rendon, though, too. I have to give the Nationals a lot of credit. Ownership, even management, who everybody thought their manager was was going to be fired. I mean, they're two games away from knocking off the Houston Astros. They've had one of the greatest runs we've seen a National League team have in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Very long time. And that's, because, team. and that's because of pitching, too. I mean, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, and Sanchez, Annabelle Sanchez, who's been fantastic in the playoffs. They've been great on the road, too, which uh, has helped. I mean, uh, they've been a fantastic team to watch in the playoffs. And you, I told you this, and I will say it again, pitching wins championships. That's it. Pitching wins championship. Who has the better pitching staff? The Nationals. Why I think they're going to win the championship? Because of their pitching staff. Yeah, Strasburg's been otherworldly in the postseason. Max Scherzer has looked better as the playoffs have progressed. Yeah. So I, I, and I think he's going to be unhittable when he does pitch again on the mound. So I, I, just, I, I just think, and I, I don't see Steven Strasburg going back to the Nationals. I really don't. I, I really don't. I Especially if it went to championship. You, you think they would sign Rendon instead of Strasburg? Yes, I do. Okay. Just curious, because both have had their injury issues in the past. I think Steven's going to play the market. Okay. I think he's going to play the market because there's a lot of teams that will pay him a lot of money. I mean, Of course, yeah. The Yankees, I could see the Yankees giving him, I mean, to be the ace of that, that, that pitching staff. Maybe they say, you know what, we're not going to bring Tanaka back. We have Paxton, Strasburg, J.A. Happ. Savarino, Herman. Mm, I don't know if he would come back. I think Herman's coming back. You know, he might get suspended, though, by MLB. Too. Yeah, but he's not going to be suspended the whole season, man. What, for 100 games or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's been suspended for the playoffs. I think he'll be suspended for 50 or 60 games. He'll be okay. back next year. He'll be back next year. 
But how trustworthy would that be, though? That's the question. I, I, I don't know. I think the Yankees will bring him back. People make mistakes, Speedy. No, I understand that. But first of all, he's a pitcher who's had kind of like a two-and-a-half, three-month phase in, of good. And then what, what if else? He's your fifth, if he's your fifth starter? If, if he's, yeah, but if he's not pitching for a while, that could be worrisome. I'm not worried about it. And they have Severino. They, they're, they're, they'll bring somebody in. I don't know if they'll bring Tanaka back. Maybe they bring Tanaka back. Tanaka I would decides. just because of the postseason prowess. Well, Tanaka probably, if Tanaka wants to take a small contract, maybe seven, eight million. For two years? I think he'll want more than that, but I think I think it'll be reasonable where they're not going to have to pay him drastically to, I guess, hinder them of getting another pitcher. Hmm. And I would just, again, bring him back just because he's been so dominant in the postseason. It's going to be very, very interesting. That's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week on Thursday, and we will start on time next week, Tyler. one 9977 is the number. Tomorrow, the morning boys will be in... Austin, Ryan, Mark. Then we're going to have the Haystack. They'll be in. Him, uh, uh, Mike Guido, and Evan will be here. And we will also have Matty Caps. I think Matty Caps. No, it's Matty Caps. No, he doesn't do shows. Matty Caps will not be. Homestretch will be here tomorrow as well. So we have three or four shows that will be here in uh, the studios tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. I will be back with Speedy PD and Mikey C on Monday. That will be fun. I have a great show lined up. I'm going to have a special guest come in here on Monday. So that'll be fun. This is a different guy than than the football player? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have another special guest come in, join us on the show. It'll be fun. So definitely stay tuned for that. As you guys know, we are here at 150 Motor Parkway, Hobhog, New York, here at Cafe Ray's. Guys, you got to try his food. His food is delicious. Come and check out our shows live here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network in Cafe Rays every single Monday through Friday from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock at night. Follow us on all the social medias from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Tune in radio, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Follow us on YouTube. As you guys know, we are all over the social media markets. Follow us at our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Read our new stories. That's all, Speedy. That's all, man. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh. run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. Holy cow. First and third, two out. Oh, field. Number 70. How much more can you give us, Big Mac? Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Another chance to the left side. Hayes waits. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Come here to this gate. Open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one. Happy 2000. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Back out to Allen. History title. Benetieri. No time on the clock, and the Patriots 
Chiefs have won Super Bowl 36. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Show me the money! Show me the money! What happened here? He got bit, I think. Oh, my goodness. Holyfield bit by a dirty Mike Tyson. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? The Bears are who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Jordan with 43, 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan open, Chicago with the lead. Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mic.